Hi, this is Parikh Sam with this week's Living and Working Abroad podcast. Thanks for joining us and I hope you can uh, get some value out of today's live webinar. What we do is we take questions each um, week from our clients through our website at parikhpartnership.com, uh, Living and Working Abroad page at Facebook and on YouTube and, and pass those answers back to, to our clients uh, through these live webinars. Uh, to help people uh, try to deal with issues that uh, we have for living and working abroad. That's uh, people that want to relocate to, to live, uh, to retire, just to work, or to run their business cross-border and, uh, and protect assets down the generation. So that's what we're doing. So thanks for joining us. We hope you uh, enjoy what we've got here. Uh, today's acronym for our topic is uh, Bert. So who is Bert? Uh, in the week that um, Violin died, the force's sweetheart from the Second World War, um, Bert was quite a long, a good name there. So that's probably where I've come up with it. Uh, first, the first part of the uh, topic today, the B is for Brexit. Um, many people uh, think it's like yesterday's news, and and maybe it is. So we said last time that we're waiting for an end of June deadline uh, for whether there's going to be an extension or not. Uh, some of this noise was coming from the EU and, and what the UK government have clearly confirmed uh, since our webinar last week is that uh, the live, um, the, the extension will not be uh, applied for uh, as required by the EU. So the EU was saying by the 30th of June, uh, the UK have got to apply for an extension if they wanted an extension to the transition period beyond the 31st of December. The UK have said absolutely no. Again, we will not extend beyond the 31st of December. We do not want to apply for an extension. What we want to do is make an agreement on a trade deal uh, before the end of, 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 of December 2020. Uh, now it's all about a trade deal and how the UK and the EU continue to work um, it going forward and Corona uh, complicates that for, for everybody. Um, and, and, but the, the, the uh, movement of people across border is already set in stone with the transition period. This uh, negotiation during the transition year is all about trade deals and movement of goods and jobs and services um, after the end of the year. So um, that gives some uncertainty for businesses, um, but it also allows us to understand exactly what the rules are now and know that we can make plans uh, to go ahead. So after this announcement, the EU's response has been very clear that they've just said that, okay, if that's the case, then. Uh, they're not going to bother with any more substantial negotiations till September. They're, they're going to focus on Corona and, and, and push back to September any substantial new negotiations on on the Brexit EU trade agreement. Um, now this brings us back to classic uh, EU agreement. We saw um, with the last two times that right at the last minute, in the last month, the last weeks, the last days. EU will suddenly come up with an agreement that they, they agree and accept 
and can go ahead with that will be ratified and just everybody's trying to make the best of it so um, Brexit will happen on the 31st of December so business needs to be ready for that um, travellers need to be ready for that overseas property owners need to be ready for that um, the nature of that deal uh, we don't know yet but there are existing precedents the UK and the EU are aligned until the end of December so they're already trading together so they, they can uh, agree in principle a set of agreements that they can use as a temporary basis while they formalise and negotiate a, a longer term a deal and treatment. So how that will play out depends upon the politics, depends upon how the world going, how Corona evolves, how the UK, US election evolves, uh, how China uh, comes back into the fold or, or out of the fold depending on how you look at it. So there's lots to go on, um, but that's nothing to do with, with what you can plan to do for your family and your business now, uh, because the UK will leave uh, the EU on the 31st of December. Uh, it's already left on the 31st of January. It's in the transition period. That business trading arrangement won't continue beyond that time. I've been told I've got to wave at everybody that comes on the, 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 on the, on the show. Um, so that's the B, okay? Uh, and the second part of today's talk, the, the E and the R are together. It's expat residency. Uh, so Bert goes for Brexit and expat residency. And the two of them are tied. The two of them are tied. Um, uh, people's right to live and work in the EU, uh, whether UK expat and looking at the EU or EU expat looking at the UK. It's already written down and it's in law. So those transition agreements have been made and have been set and they're already in place. There's a settlement, settlement scheme in the UK and there's a permanent residence basis in the EU where any EU citizen, including UK citizens, that are living and working in that country uh, before Brexit uh, can live and remain in that country for the rest of their lives. So that applies to any EU citizen in the UK now if they apply for settled status. It applies to any uh, UK expat living and working in the EU if they apply for permanent residency basis. Now it's not the same as citizenship but it's a, a right to live and work abroad for the rest of their lives with their family. If, if that's what they want um, and, and those, those exist um, the, the bonus even though the UK has left the EU is that that transition can still be made but you have to have your initial residency uh, submitted before the end of December 2020 so if you're relocating to Portugal, Spain, uh, Cyprus, Greece, uh, Denmark, Sweden you have to be uh, a resident in that country um, legally before the end of December this year uh, with a job or with an income whatever the local residency requirements are uh, with accommodation um, and banking and jobs and business um, for you to then carry on 
and have that life living and working abroad. So that's available to everybody now, um, but only to the end of December. Now, will it stop? Will the world come to an end then? No, it won't. Um, a UK expat can still uh, live and work in the EU after the end of Brexit, but it's more like the rest of the world. So if a UK expat wants to go and work in, for example, the Middle East, or Bahrain, uh, Dubai, UAE, um, they're very happy. There's a lot of expats in those countries, uh, but you have to have a, a, a business or, or a, an employment, a job, before you go there. And when you come to retire, you have to leave. You, you, you can't have residency unless you're, you're a working expat in those countries, generally. So um, it, it, there are different rules for different countries around, around the world. So the, uh, it would still be the case with EU countries, and it's slightly different. Uh, Cyprus rules are different to Ireland's rules are different to uh, Portugal's rules or Spain. Uh, but essentially, whatever those rules are, they're slightly different. But a, a UK expat could still relocate to those other countries, but they'll have a different and higher level of proof in terms of starting a business, investing in property, investing, uh, having employment, and, and, and then once they get a, a working visa for those countries, they may well need to renew that every two years, every four years, every five years. Um, and, and the only way to get out of that cycle of living and working abroad on a visa and have some permanent security so you don't have to leave, like you have to leave the UAE when you retire or lose your job, uh, the only way to get that, that residency certainty in your new home abroad is would be to apply for citizenship. Um, now, during the Brexit period, Germany have changed their approach and allowed uh, dual citizenship applications uh, for people with British and German ties, which is something that's not commonly available if you're Austrian or, or German. Um, in Cyprus, you can apply for citizenship after uh, seven years. In, in France or Ireland, after five years, you can start making those applications. So it's slightly different for, for each country. Uh, but that is the world that is outside uh, the EU. Um, within the EU, uh, there's a lower level uh, because you've got that innate right to live and work abroad. You still have to have income to support yourself, maybe healthcare and accommodation. But once you're living and working in the EU, you've got the right to remain there to, and to have that settled status permanently after five years in that country. You can an EU expat, a UK expat in the EU can still start that five-year period before the 31st of December 2020. So uh, a UK expat has still got freedom of movement until the end of this year and then the right to remain for the rest of their life with their family living and working abroad. Now if you're a business that might mean that you want to relocate an employee or you might want to set up a branch overseas or a holding company that, that is within the EU rather than a holding company from the, the UK. So, um, for example, EasyJet have set up a, an Austrian uh, uh, business as a subsidiary that would operate as an independent business in the EU and give them access to the EU f for their business. So there's lots of different options. At Proact, we specialise in guiding um, service 
uh, contractors, uh, self-employed, working people and businesses on how to organise their business uh, across border and down generations to protect assets, make wills and, and, and operate from different jurisdictions. So contact us about your expat and residency. Um, and then the final part of today's talk, we wanted to look at the T in BERT, stands for travel. So when we talk about expats, uh, we're talking about people that are, have relocated. Uh, once somebody's relocated and they've got citizenship after 10 years living in a, another country, they're not really an expat, they're, 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 they've relocated and they've become a citizen and that they have the equivalent citizen rights in that new country. Um, uh, an expat is, is somebody that is actually living or working in, in that foreign country and, and moving between the two places maybe um, and, and needs to be able to travel. Uh, but some, some people from Britain or, or the EU want to invest in, in holiday homes or investment property so that they can uh, travel to Spain or Portugal or Cyprus uh, for their holiday homes and, and travel is a factor uh, for them and of course we've got Corona which has uh, created a bit of a crisis for anybody who wanted to go cross-border um, and enjoy their property um, in, in another location uh, and obviously devastates uh, potential property letting and rental businesses in, in the short term. Um, we can't predict how things will progress in terms of uh, travel arrangements, but we can look at what the rules are today and, and what the rules are likely to be for the next month or two. So don't forget generally that the governments are being cautious and they're acting on a three-week cycle uh, because it takes uh, you know a week to pass the disease on and, and a week for symptoms to show up and a week for you to know whether those symptoms are bad or not. Uh, so many people have got corona uh, and, and, and no symptoms and it's just gone away but we, they, they, because the governments haven't tested everybody they don't know that absolutely so there's a lot of monitoring of, of all the bugs that are flying around um, and, and a lot of caution as we all adopt to the new ways of working well in Cyprus everyone's back at work they're back shopping they're back eating out and, and it's actually quite simple it's, it's the same but it's different. Yes, you have to keep apart. Yes, you have to wash your hands. Yes, you have to not touch public documents, uh, uh, public services. And yes, you have to clean them down as you go along. And no, you, you can't go out if you've got a sniffle or a cold or a cough. And, and those basic hygiene principles, uh, everybody's learned those and been conditioned that within the lockdown. And so things can progress. And so it, it's just a matter of, of getting that timing right so there isn't another outbreak. Unfortunately, because they're measuring every single case, um, we're, we're quite tied up and consumed by the, the ongoing um, every case is, is a headline, or, or should it be? In Cyprus, we have 17 deaths which relate to corona. So, and in London, at the beginning of June, uh, the number of expected deaths was below uh, the norm that was expected. So there's less people dying in London in June than they would normally expect. Um, 
so you know corona is not decimating the london population at the moment it's actually quite a healthy place to live and that's the outcome of the lockdown um and i don't know whether i can say this macabre fact but of course it's also the fact that those that, that would have died uh, this year may have died a bit sooner and that's a sad thing to happen but unfortunately you know we, we saw that corona did take out people that were vulnerable and, and were maybe in the last year or two of their life anyway. So th th that's what we're watching out for. So uh, what is the tr current travel arrangements? So the UK introduced this bizarre 14-day quarantine if you go into the UK. For, uh, bizarre because it, it, it's a sound step, but it, it appears to be at the wrong time. Um, because people are coming from countries which have got a better COVID record at the moment into a country which has got more more COVID. But once those people are in country, they're not being tested when they arrive, only being asked if they've got the symptoms, and then they're not being monitored. So they've been allowed to go pretty freely around. But yes, stay in your place, stay in your lockdown. But is that practical to holidays? Is it practical to uh, business? Um, no, it's not. So it's effectively closed off the UK for business, uh, for expats. So if somebody wants to go on a holiday for two weeks uh, abroad to Spain, they, they're currently left with the potential of coming back to the UK and having two weeks of, of, of lockdown before they can go back to work and what have you. Now, we can work around it, but is that the best way? It's, it's one way of doing it. Uh, the, the second way that's happening in more other places in Europe, so if you're traveling to Europe, if you're allowed to travel to Europe from the UK, or within Europe, um, you know, so Cyprus opened their airports from the 9th of June, stage by stage, uh, until the middle of uh, July when the airports will be fully open, and certain countries you're allowed to travel to, and that number will be extended on, depending upon the, the COVID, corona record of those countries. So what we're seeing at the moment is that uh, if you want to uh, fly into Cyprus, you have to have a, a COVID test within three days uh, of making the trip. So three, um, one, two, three days before, you have to go along, have a COVID test, to test negative, obviously, uh, to be able to travel into Cyprus so that they know that the people are coming in, have had a recent test and they're corona-free. So if the... Um, social distancing on the airline is, is, is enforced and it's clean and it's hygienically effective and nobody on that plane has, has got corona, then you can let those people in knowing that they haven't got corona and therefore you don't have to lock them down. So that's the EU approach and the approach if you're coming to live in, uh, uh, coming to Cyprus. So uh, UK expats can come to the Cyprus now without any lockdown as long as they've had that uh, COVID test uh, three days within 72 hours of making the trip out. Uh, the problem is when you the UK to the return. So we're waiting for the UK to see if they'll revise that 14-day lockdown period or maybe adopt a, a testing uh, strategy because obviously if you test everybody that's coming in and they haven't got corona then they don't need to lock down. But that that's it, it's two ways to tackle the same problem and uh, U uh, the UK is out of sync with Europe at the moment so we just need to see and adapt as, as we go along. Um, businesses meanwhile have got to get through the summer and how are you going to carry on working with these different 
speeds of, of relaxation of travel. If you want to get people visiting your, your branches overseas or you've got business deals to do abroad, how are you going to be able to do that effectively? Well, we've got to continue to invest in, in online business, we've got to continue uh, to, to do uh, online meetings and online work. So that's where businesses need, need to go. Um, I, I know that with, with, with our business, um, uh, ProAct, we, we divided it up quite a lot. We, it turns out we were already pretty online. Um, and, and most of our clients are a bit bemused, but they shouldn't be because our, our reception centre, our, our call centre reception is in the UK. So people from the UK office answer the phone and, and take a message. It doesn't mean that the consultant that you need to speak to is immediately available, um, but that person might have been busy. Even if you've been able to phone an office straight away, that person could be in a meeting or presenting a, a live webinar or doing an important piece of work for another client. So they're not necessarily going to be available anyway. So generally, uh, you know, we, we have people that, that take messages so we can get back to them. And that slows down the process of doing the work, but it can make it more precise as well. So, and that's something that's not completely different, but it's a, a adoption of a different mentality within the business to move forward. So we know now that all our clients have their phone answered for 10 hours a day during business hours um, and that message, uh, people are going to get a call back within, within one day. Uh, so businesses have to adapt for that. So any uh, guidance and help you want with that cross-border travel or reorganising the business um, or reorganising your, your tax bases, uh, consider that and, and contact us at productpartnership.com uh, you've got our info at productpartnership is the email or you can uh, go to our contact us page and have your question we'll feature your questions generally in, in our webinars or get back to you directly with one of our client service team that will call you with an online meeting uh, we, we prefer to use FaceTime, WhatsApp or Google meetings uh, but we can we can just use a, an old-fashioned telephone call. So uh, contact us and, and we'll be here to help. There's quite a lot changing, but for Bert, it's an interesting month and we know now that Brexit is going to happen at the end of 2020. So if you, you've got ambitions to be an expat and resident in the EU, you need to make your move before the end of the year so that we can uh, use the lower level of uh, EU citizen rights to, for a UK expat to relocate within the EU for living and working, setting up a business. Uh, we're available to do that. Contact us at productpartnership.com and uh, it, it will keep you updated on things like as the travel unwinds and what you need to look out for there uh, to support your overseas property, your overseas business or your overseas lifestyle. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, leave your messages and your comments and we'll speak to you again next time. So thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Um, go over to our website at productpartnership.com where you contact us if you want a free review or to, or to ask us any questions and get some product know-how for family and business and living and working abroad. 